Welcome to the Spokane Sangha and Recovery Dharma. My name is Julia. I'm one of the facilitators of the Spokane Sangha. And for the month of July, we are exploring something in Buddhism called the Four Limitless Qualities. Loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. And we've been working kind of backwards. We started our practice with equanimity, and we explored that for a week. And then we moved into joy last week. And this week, we are exploring compassion. And compassion, as we've been practicing all week with various meditations, is our capacity to be with the suffering, the presence of another person. And that other person, by the way, can be each of us. And it was very humbling, starting on Tuesday, especially in community, to hear and bear witness to how many community members struggle with offering themselves compassion. It's so tender. It's so tender. And I think some of that is because guilt and shame are very powerful forces, constantly challenging our agency, our clarity around compassion. We want to make sure that we're not too lenient. We want to make sure that we're, we're over the hump of making excuses for ourselves. So we get kind of hard and we get kind of harsh. And that really keeps us separate from the practice and the cultivation of compassion. So I'd like to share with you today a personal practice, something that I call just like me. Three little words, just like me. And I do want to offer a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, it's one of those sorry, not sorry things about these practices and certainly practices with me is you are going to hear my voice in your head in the weeks to come. <laughs> And you're going to hear, oh, God, there she goes again, just like me. Urgh! Julia, get out of my head. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's just a powerful practice. And hopefully my voice will be replaced with the wisdom of your own voice. Just like me, friends. So to begin our practice, we come into the body we turn a gaze inward. And I invite you to put the body into a noble posture. And a noble posture can take a couple of forms. Today I'm going to describe two. The first is uh, an active posture. And the active posture, active noble posture is sitting, straight spine, Soft belly, soft front. Shoulders are rolled up to the ears, but rolled back so that you can feel a gentle stretch across the chest, heart opening up. 
Your hands are resting on your knees or your thighs, palms facing up to receive, palms facing down to ground, and you can change the posture of your hands throughout this practice. The gaze is soft. You can keep your eyes closed or your eyelids slightly open so a little light gets in, especially if you feel a little sleepy. And breathe. Chin parallel, mouth muscles soft, eyebrows. Play with your eyebrows a little bit so that they're not furrowed in the face is relaxed, noble, active posture. The second noble posture is one of reception, and this is lying down. Lie down in such a way that, again, the shoulders are rolled back and maybe touching the surface of whatever you're lying on, a bed, a couch, the floor just enough that you can feel the heart opening a wee bit. Your hands are resting gently on the belly or beside the body. The body is fully surrendered and held by the earth and its structures. The eyes are closed, face relaxed and breathe. Just like me. I'd like to begin this compassionate reflection with our new friend Douglas and his wonderful puppy, Gertrude. Puppies are energetic and joyful, curious and a little wild, just like me. Puppies need a lot of attention and rest, just like me. Puppies are annoying, Ugh, just like me. Puppies bring so much joy, just like me. Puppies show us so many aspects of ourselves, of what it is to be human, a full, whole human being. We are wild, we are joyful, we are annoying, we make mistakes, we break stuff. We need attention. Sometimes we go about getting attention in really obnoxious ways. trying to be aware of all of that with a little bit of neutrality, 
That's the equanimous practice. Learning to laugh at it, that's the joy, the limitless joy we can cultivate. And recognizing that our spectrum of being is like so many other beings, is compassion and offering ourselves loving-kindness when we feel disappointed in ourselves, when we feel disappointed in others. That is also a way of practicing this limitless quality. There's a tree on my farm called Grandfather Black Locust. And this tree is old. It is very wrinkly and gray, just like me. At the roots of this tree, Many people have sat and cried and released deep, deep feelings and healed profound wounds. And this tree and its roots have held all of that emotion, all of that experience with safety and love and listening just like me. This tree has weathered all kinds of storms, wind and rain, heavy snow and ice, just like me. And some of its branches have broken breakage just like me. And the wonder of this sentient being is its resilience and its constant new growth. It is incessant. It refuses to not grow, just like me. It stretches and branches, it flowers, it fades, it sheds, it hibernates, just like me. Compassion is to be with another in all its forms, suffering and delight. I am with a puppy. I can be with a tree. Compassion toward other human beings 
that's where the practice really gets challenged. There are so many people in my life who are easy for me to be with, regardless of their storms, regardless of their mind, emotional stability. For whatever reason, I can see them clearly. I can see myself clearly. And then there are other people whose actions are unskillful and hurtful, bewildering, sometimes disgusting, terrible. And it's harder for me to express compassion to them because I get stuck in the detail of their action and I forget that what connects us is the essence of the action. Somebody is behaving in an unskillful way that I can't really relate to, but the unskillfulness is just like me. I have the capacity to be unskillful. Somebody else may have created great harm, even hurt me. I too have the capacity to be harmful and hurt others. This person is just like me. There are people who have committed terrible crimes and have to be removed from society. They are no longer able to engage with society. Maybe they've murdered another person. It's hard to see how I'm just like them. But if I remember the idea of sentient beings, how many sentient beings have I killed? Mosquitoes, flies, yellow jackets, tomato horn, hornworms, ew, ugh. They're awful, they're so gross. I want to kill them. I don't, but I have murderous thoughts about those things. Yikes! In my confusion, in my anger, in my disconnect, in my wildness, I have the capacity to take life just like somebody serving a life sentence for murder. Different, yes. Essence, similar. Compassion. 
breathing compassion As we are working with cultivating compassion, particularly for people that challenge us, the immature ego is very quick to suggest that we open the floodgates, we allow all these people in kind of barreling over us. Compassion is smart. Compassion is strong. It is highly discerned and well-boundaried. Compassion is exceedingly self-respecting. And so when we are trying to be more present to people who challenge us, we start to get, get clearer about our boundaries we become clearer regarding wise speech. Our actions and boundaries are such that we are making efforts to create conditions where we can remain skillful and the other person has a chance to remain skillful too. Less harm all around is a compassionate way to be. We're mindful of when we need a break. We're concentrated in our efforts to see clearly and to breathe deeply. We recall our intentions, constantly remembering that to cultivate limitless compassion is to elevate healing in the world. To gain insight and understanding in another person is to gain insight and understanding in ourselves. To understand ourselves is to understand another just like me. All beings everywhere want to be safe, have ease, know peace, and be free of all suffering, just like me.
Friends, let's go ahead and end the practice today with a dedication of merit. And thank you, all of you, for staying a little longer. And let's take a noble posture seated. And remember to turn the gaze inward. Bring the body posture, strong back, soft belly. In the Buddhist practice, the dedication of merit is a moment's pause to take stock and recognize that anything good we have practiced here today, any healing we have experienced today, we take that in deeply for ourselves so that we can also take it out by extension through our bodies, through our minds, through our gaze into the world and bring this healing, this goodness out where it needs it most. There's been so much goodness planted here today. May it grow in your lives with beauty and brilliance. May you have the courage to share it. I'll end our practice with a beautiful little chanting song that is said at Sravasti Abbey in Newport, Washington. This is their uh, standard dedication. Due to this merit may we obtain the awakened state of Guru Buddha that we may liberate all sentient beings from their suffering. May this precious Bodhi mind not yet born arise and grow. May that born have no decline, but increase forevermore. Thank you, friends. Have a beautiful afternoon. We'll see you next time. Namaste.